0: Hi, welcome to Straight Talk. I'm your host Jason Brunt, and joining us today is a special guest—a truly a man's man, my personal best friend and also my brother, Justin Brunt. Now, what's up? Justin and I have been fighting this battle to protect our children's innocence in the K through twelve schools since all of this rogue indoctrination even came into place. Uh, You may have seen Justin several times on different school board videos uh, pleading to encourage the school boards to give our children who hold traditional values equal celebration and representation within the K-12 schools that coincidentally us as taxpayers pay for. But unfortunately, the oppressive minority has kind of been overshadowing the silent majority for a lack of a better term and Justin and I have been fighting fervently and that's how the organization of Florida Straits, what we'll talk about a little bit later, came to fruition, but a man not afraid to fight the fight regardless of societal pressures. Justin, thank you and welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you for having me, sir. Absolutely, pleasure. So when did you become passionate you know, we've both been doing it, so you know, you're not talking to me or talking to them, I know your story. But when did you become passionate about the political agenda being a part of our children's educational environment for the record? Between my wife and I we've got five and you've got two, so that's seven. So that's a lot of kids. So when did you become passionate?
1: You know, it happened before I even had kids, but it really hit it really hit it when I had children and things started changing in the system. Um, not only COVID, for the worse not only COVID but you know the propaganda they were pushing on TVs forcing our kids to watch stuff That's unacceptable and it happened even before my kids because you, you see it every day in public And you wonder how much is this gonna go and nobody says nothing about it. It's just Somebody's got to stand up for it. That's blissful ignorance. Yep. And when you have children, it really puts you in a high gear because obviously your children are more important to you. Yeah. You, now you're the you're, protector. You gotta, you gotta stand your ground. Yeah, you gotta protect your kids. You absolutely have to. So,
0: after the infamous school board video that liberal head started exploding and exposed us to the public sphere, because we we do have a nonprofit organization. Uh, we are IRS recognized 501c3 as well. So please donate, and you can write it off on your taxes. But we did the school board meeting, and there was this video that went viral, and if you've watched any of our episodes before, I'm sure you've already seen it, but I'm not the only one that got attacked. He also started getting attacked within one hour, within one hour of leaving the school board so Justin, can you tell us a little bit more about you got some phone calls and you had your job threatened my
1: My previous employer got a phone call asking if that was me that was on tv and lo and behold luckily they kind of just disregarded the whole phone conversation where i was about to go to work and get my new employer got a phone call they directly called me and asked me if I had anything to do with it, and I told them yes, and they said, okay, well, let's just try to keep it under wraps if it was possible. Very respectful. Um, numerous unidentified phone calls coming through. It's, it's, you were called a uh, racist on a phone call yes, or something. Right? Yes, I was. Yep. 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 Out of the for, blue. Yep, for protecting kids. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, yep. if you connect
0: the dots, I guess... It is racist. Education is racist. Is racist. So yeah. if you care about education then that would in yeah. turn make you a yeah. racist. Yes. You know yes. disgusting. You it should be ashamed of of yourself. I, am. I
1: apologize. <laughs> I apologize to everybody for it, but you know what? A certain time you just you can apologize all you want, yeah. but it's just an apology. I'm still gonna believe what I believe. Yeah, I'm sorry I hurt your wrong. feelings. Apologize. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Yes. 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 That's your wow. apology.
0: Yeah I'm, yes. yeah, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yeah, I'm not a big, uh, yeah, I apologize to the wife sometimes,
1: or the kids. Sometimes I'll go a little over the top with the kids, so I have to apologize, so for sure. Yeah. So, I usually apologize after the fact, that way I can still do what I wanted to do, and then I apologize. Well, that's yeah. the, uh, the the pseudo-Christian mentality, and it is, is, is uh, ask for
0: forgiveness later, yes. and just, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I, I tr- I'm trying to get better than
1: the pseudo-christian mentality, and I'm going to the actual Christian mentality and not do the wrong in the first place, so just wish the, the, wish the Biden by voters would, would have stuck to that same mentality, because they're going to be apologizing later. Well, they but don't know what they're doing. They're going to be apologizing, but they should, they should have done an anti-pseudo prior to this, because they've done the act, and they're going to apologize later you know what? I retract everything. I need to Nobody, apologizes. Apologizes. Nobody apologizes that it. I just Nobody apologizes that you can see, see that, that in things like the
0: vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine yeah. it was a ninety nine percent effective and then, yeah. 78%, but yeah. then 42, and then it was seventy eight percent, then it was fifty seven, then it was forty two, that then it was thirty three, and now it's like, eh, it only lasts a little while, but it doesn't work with all the ones you go with that. You saw that new variant they got, the new and, election and variant. I'm going
1: to do my due diligence, yeah. and I'm going to apologize If you now, are vaccinated. I'm apologizing the... for that now. You know? <laughs> you should. Yeah, I'm sorry. But if it's you're vaccinated, me. then you are more susceptible to yes. this new election yes, variant that's circulating. Yes. Yes. And so you're so more susceptible to meliabellas as well. You are. Yes. 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 So as
0: concerned parents, in your
1: opinion, what are we supposed to do? Fight. How? Fight and and maybe it might be to the point where you need to go knock on everybody's door and question them as to why the hell they're not putting up with this crap. It might need to be to that point. The point that's gonna happen is a civil war and well that's that's looking into as, the future. So yeah. as of now, what as of now? So so people that are listening <laughs> send out postcards are gonna work. Postcards, right? yeah. postcards, yeah. postcards well, ain't gonna work. So maybe showing up at a school board or, or yeah. groups. Yeah. Groups. Yeah. Yeah. Networking. Yeah. Networking finding like-minded groups and collaborating together. That's the only way you can do it because that's gonna branch out to other communities, other states, and we can all collaborate together with that. And the fact is, nobody wants to help. Nobody, even though they preach that they're on our side, doesn't do nothing but come home from work, sit on their couch, and maybe cut the grass on the weekend, hop on the computer and just talk about Mm -hmm. it or read up on it and complain to their friends about it at work but that's the extent of what they do. A
0: keyboard warriors. Everybody so wants to be,
1: be a great. keyboard yeah.
0: warrior. Boots on the ground great. is a very hard thing to do. People yes. are afraid yes. of losing their dopamine yeah. on their Facebook things. So, uh, well, we've got a pretty wild show for you today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit longer than usual because we've got an explosive interview with a current Florida high school student here in Charlotte County who confirms some of our absolute deepest fears. And, and folks, you're gonna to wanna to watch this entire thing because the things that we have been talking about since we've started, they are real. They are happening. And it's happening in the places that you least suspect it. Some of our students are really dealing with some problems and the teachers are sidestepping this House Bill 1557 in order to propagate their, their their disturbed ideology, in addition to that fantastic interview coming up, we've got some bombshell local news, some national news that absolutely cannot be ignored. But before we begin dissecting the depravity that is this rogue woke agenda, we have a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with.
1: Hey, some local news for you guys. Huge victory for children in what is arguably Florida's most liberal school district. This article is from Gateway Pundit, which, on a side note, is probably one of my favorite news sources. In fact, one of the major contributing factors to our group, Florida Straits, becoming an instant movement was due to this article that Jim Hoff, the founder and editor of the Gateway Pundit, wrote in support of my brother personally and our organization, Florida Straits, which we'll talk about a little later in the show. Alright, so some breaking news from the Gateway Pundit, Uh, Miami-Dade County. School Board rejects proposal to make October LGBTQ History Month. The Miami-Dade County School Board has rejected a proposal to deem October LGBTQ Plus History Month. The board made a 5-3 decision in a late night session around 1 a.m. Thursday morning. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? The proposal said that celebrating LGBTQ History Month Would be a reminder to all cultures within our wider community of the important roles that LGBTQ people have taken in shaping the social, historical, legal, and political worlds we live in today. Dozens of members of the community spoke both for and against this proposal. According to a report from Political, board member Lucia Baez Giller argued in favor of the proposal, claiming that it was a ceremonial non-binding way to support lgbtq students and families in the state she also argued that those opposing it are part of a war on minorities (laughs) this didn't happen in 2021 before the parental rights in education bill by as Gillard said during the meeting according to the report it's the cultural politics it's the political agendas it's the war on minorities in the war on people who already are struggling. Board voice chairman Danny Espino argued against the proposal and explained that it violates the intent and the spirit of the parental rights law. The state's parental rights laws prohibit teachers from discussing sexuality and gender identity within students. I really don't know how a teacher is expected to recognize Observe and celebrate this month without being perceived by students, parents, as instruction, or without crossing the line and becoming instruction," said Espino, according to the political report.
0: When is enough enough? You all right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little emotional about this. This stuff's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, but we weren't talking about On the calendar,
0: there is 144 days that are approved by the groomerment that support and promote the LGBTQ agenda. Oh, I don't know. There are 144 days. Oh, yes. Yes, there is. Hey, here's a long one, but listen up. February 19th through 25th, Aromatic Spectrum Awareness Week. I don't even know what the hell that is. Uh, I think I do. It's in the rainbow spectrum. Yep. Well, it could be coming out of the bathroom, too. March 21st through 25th is LGBTQIA plus Health Awareness Week. April, oh, I'm sorry, March 31st. Transgender Day of Visibility, April 6th. International Asexuality Day, April 13th. International Day of Pink, the day opposing homophobia. April 26th, Lesbian Visibility Day. April, May 17th, International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. May 19th, uh, A Gender Pride Day. May 22nd, Harvey Milk Day. Uh, One of the leading um, uh, activists for the gay movement, in fact, uh, Gilbert Baker, who created the gay pride flag, worked with Harvey Milk. So, influential figure in the gay pride movement. But moving on, May 25th, Pansexual and Panromantic Awareness Day. June 1st through 30th, we all know this one, Pride Month. So, within June, you've got... June 23rd, Stonewall Day. June 28th, International LGBTQ Plus Day. June, July 14th, International Non-Binary People Day. July 16th, International Drag Day. September 16th through 23rd, Bisexual Awareness Week. September 23rd, Celebrate Bisexual Day. October 1st through 31st, LGBTQ History Month, which was what you were just reading about in that article over there, Indoctrination Month V2. International Lesbian Day is on October 8th, October 11th. You're going to have National Coming Out Day. October 17th through 24th, International Pronoun Day. That's the they-them's coming out with their dildo hands. October 19th, you've got Spirit Day. Support LGBTQ youth coming for your kids. October 23rd through 29th is Asexual Awareness Week. October 26th is Intersex Awareness Day, and November 1st through 31st is Transgender Awareness Month. So, what I'm hearing is we got we got 144 days. Mothers get one day. Fathers get one day. Veterans get one day. Veterans that have died! To secure your freedoms, get one day. Straight people
1: get nothing but gay people. 144 days. But some, there is a benefit to this. Because two of those days, my kids get to be read by transgenders. I oh, in the, in the storybook yeah, hour. Yes, right. yes, there's two of those days in there. So, I, Well, those you know,
0: don't happen uh, as frequently so, as... Uh, what about straight Bragma? What about even just one day celebrating traditional families, the nuclear family, or anybody that comes from a faith-based background? Please, tell me again how this group is marginalized. One hundred and forty-four days on the calendar. Justin, you're a father. You get one day. How do you feel about that?
1: Marginalized. (laughs) You know, marginalized. Well, you take their words and they've done it. But you know what, though? I don't complain. I don't complain about it. What I complain about is that they keep forcing more stuff on there. We don't, nobody needs to be acknowledged. We're all the same people. Let's keep it that way. And if we just got rid of all this stuff, I think there'd be a lot more happy people out there.
2: Yeah,
0: well, why can't we just celebrate humanity as a whole? Yeah,
1: yes. Essentially the same thing. Get
0: rid well, of it Why all. does it have to be subcategorized into all these different categories for well, people to hate one
1: another? Me, personally, I'm a human, so I don't need to celebrate okay. that. So that,
0: That's your celebration. And within that subcategory, humans, man, well, people people do weird things.
1: Yes, they do. People yes, do
0: weird they things. you got those furries and plushies. I'm sure you've yeah, seen those. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, freaking don't. weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. You are strange yeah, beyond strange To strange. Twilight them. Zone never even did an episode about people like that. That's how weird that is. Yeah. But you know what? To each their own. I don't care. You want to dress up as a fox and well, Prank that might be the field next. And that might be the, the next letter the world, there? in there. You
1: never know. If you let this stuff go, the next letter in that alphabet is going to be, be fox. An, could be an F. It, it could be. Yeah, it, well, could it's, be. It's, it And, it could could be. Be. and that's, it that's probably the is going to be. That's the concern. I mean, it probably no, is. But the concern is how much do you let this go without fighting against it before it really is the alphabet? Well, and I mean, you have one of every letter, and it's getting way out of control. So the biggest thing to do is to fight for it. Well, stop this! This cultural religion now turned phenomenon that seems to be
0: infiltrating every facet of our society, from entertainment to media corporatization, and very unfortunate, which is something that we really care very heavily about, is the indoctrination through the children, through through publicly funded mm-hmm. K through twelve schools. Yep. And, and I have to make an interjection here, real quick, because it, it I I talked to a lot of. Commentators. I, I talked to a lot of activists. And I talked to a lot of folks that are just regular in the community, and, and the default answer is, "Well, then just get your children out of K through twelve schools." Yeah, put them in public
1: or yeah. in private schools. Hey,
0: well, speaking as somebody who's not rich, with four children, fifth one remote, but four that were financially responsible for.
1: I cannot put four children through a private school. I don't make them. Nor should the majority <laughs> I mean, of people have not have a say-so. We well, pay for these school systems. We should have a say-so. And, if and we majority, should have
0: an accurate representation say-so.
1: And, well, you know what? There's more than accurate representation from us. It's the, We make up at least 80% that is controlling the system. And it's the minority that has the loudest voice and we just sit here and cower away and the thing that needs to change is we need to get out there and talk more about it. The minority is the one that's that's pushing us. And we're not doing nothing about it, we're just letting it happen. And that's the problem. The the squeaky
0: wheel gets the grease, right? So It, it is time that we say enough is enough and celebrate everyone equally or don't celebrate, any, don't celebrate exactly. anyone at all. Exactly. Drown it. I mean, it's it's it, the idea that that our organization has kind of started was we want it all out. But if you're not going to take it all out, at least give equal representation and celebration. Our poor kids are going through school, and they feel like you can only be cool if you're part of this group. It, it, it's it's disgusting. So, kudos to Miami Dade School District for preventing um, this. Hitler Youth-style grooming from coming into their school district. Um, not to say Miami-Dade County is, is anywhere near um, a purveyor of freedom or, or rights for children that do not subscribe to the Woke Agenda, but apparently there are some people that are getting elected, so that's why it's important for you to focus on these local issues and elect the people that are getting to bring forth the policies that you want to be brought forth. So this is the time, I, I believe General Mike Flynn says, uh, what is it, local action yields national results. I believe uh-huh. the quote's very similar to that. That's where we need to be, guys. We need to get out there on that local level. So here at uh, Florida Straits, uh, if you go to floridastraits.com, uh, under the call of action page, there's a list of different things that you can do to help make a difference here, and if it's getting off of your rear end to go to a what hour and a half, two-hour school board meeting, if that, yeah, it's not that. that bad. It's not that bad. Go speak or to practice, or to practice right okay. doings in public. Yeah, of course. So speaking of teachers and filling this perversion void, um, I did have the pleasure to sit down with an amazing young man this past week. He is leading the charge in observing and reporting and preserving conservative and traditional values in the heart of the beast. He is a senior at Charlotte County High School, and this young man has been a roadblock to countless progressive policies throughout his middle school and high school career. We recently had some rain damage from the Hurricane Dahlia, so please forgive us for the audio and video quality on this next interview, but we were in a remote studio. But ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't take away from the powerful revelations that are exposed. We had an opportunity to speak to a child that's in the indoctrination warfare grounds, and he confirmed some of our absolute darkest fears. So please, take some time and listen to what this brilliant young man, I to say. So, in a world of radical leftist ideology being propagated through media, entertainment, and worst of all, the tax-funded public institutions kindergarten through 12th grade, there are some local leaders, some local heroes that are beginning to rise and take charge in demanding equal respect and celebration of conservative and traditional values. Joining us today is uh, Mr. Leonardo Trent, current senior in Charlotte High School, and no stranger to adversity, Has uh, created the High School Republicans Club. He's the founder and the president. That's right. And met quite a lot of resistance in doing so with some deceptive tactics from the uh, administration board, which we'll go over here in a moment. But Leonardo, welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jason, for having me on. So tell me a little bit about your history. So, you know, you went from being just an average young kid, I'm assuming, uh, to Blowing up as a champion of conservative values and traditional values and really taking a leadership role in the positions that you're able to do through high school and I'm assuming middle school, you probably were interested in some of these topics oh, as well. Cool. So, so tell me a little bit about it, in your history, in your, history, in your so, world, what's what's the life of Mr. Trent? President President Trent.
2: President Trent, <laughs> future President Trent running in the election, by the way. I'm gonna announce that and wait till twenty forty-seven. <laughs> hey, I'll print your shirts, man. <laughs> So you're right, in, in middle school, I was uh, born into the conservative. That's when I kind of turned more into, into a conservative. I became more interested in politics since Trump first ran in the 2016 election in 2015. I wasn't exactly on his side by, by then because I was kind of young. I was 10 years old. I got all my information about politics from my father who watched CNN. So it's kind of more negative uh, opinion on, on Trump um, once I started doing my own research and uh, going, up, going on the internet, focusing, researching more about politics because that's where my interest was since Trump first ran in the election, I started to develop my own views and I started to support the guy and I just started to become more of a conservative. And then through middle school and uh, I tired of high school, I was uh, a uh, conservative even, even though that I didn't know exactly how to get started in politics by then. I actually have a a kind of an interesting story about how i actually got involved in politics so so since uh sixth grade i've left uh, last year i was a band kid i was uh, in the band and that was a liberal liberal space at the time and uh, usually especially during the 2020 black uh, black lives matter riots there was a lot of liberal students mainly these mainly these yeah. girls that go out and on social media, they speak speak out their opinions that are completely ridiculous and very radical, and that's kind of like assumed as the normal opinion in the public school setting and among- Just, just circulating people. the propaganda of the yeah. hierarchical chambers and yeah. self validations. It's really frustrated me at the time that these uh, these liberals and these students that believe in this are the ones speaking out and being open about their views. But uh, I knew there was conservative students also, but they were very quiet. So well, the shame factor. Yeah, they're the like the shame there. Yeah. yeah,
0: point fingers and, and yell at you. So in the past, you had mentioned that you had faced some uh, adversity through administrations when you were trying to start the Republican Club, to where you had to. Uh, reach out to a friend's advice, forgive me, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but Alan, Yep, Dave Killen. And then you had to um, kind of use the protections under the equal access law in order to give you the leverage that you needed to get the Republican club started. Recently, in our interactions, uh, you've kind of been advocating for Florida Straits and trying to help create equal celebration and and, and respect and opportunities for children that, that have traditional conservative values uh, so tell us a little bit about the story that you've had here uh, so you were trying to create a straight club and similar to the republican club they, they told you uh well we're not going to be doing that there's going to be no partisan things as what they did with no the republican clubs. club. so this is one is similar like no sexuality clubs are going to be there there's going to be no pride clubs or anything even though there is right now, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they they denied you and then pulled the rope de dope on you just like they did with the Republican club. So t- tell me, uh, is there any tra- anything has transpired from that? What is the progress on that? What kind of resistance are you meeting? And can the equal uh, access laws
2: uh, assist in that category too? Well, Since most definitely the equal access laws would say that if there is definitely a gay pride club, and we found it a uh, they had the first gay straight alliance and the pride clubs after that law in fact it, the first the first uh, public school clubs to show up was in the late 80s in massachusetts after that that law because that law technically does give them protection to to start these clubs and right. and uh, uh there and the law says that if you're going to provide going to provide this especially you need to give the opposite view some representation as well so a straight so a straight pride club is uh, most definitely uh, most definitely allowed in the public schools today. Well, you should think so? If if uh, you know less than twenty percent of people are being celebrated
0: in you know colorful flags and stickers and shirts and outfits and why can't you know the eighty percent that that's not part of that as well? So. Why do you think that it's important for children to feel like equally celebrated and equally uh, appreciated? And do you think that having an LGBTQ pride club and
2: not a straight club is divisive? It absolutely is divisive to only allow protection and representation to one group of people that is not even the majority majority of the population. And you're denying the rest to others who Especially, you have Christian religious views and and uh, negative opinions on those practices that those people those people commit. Like they, that you're making a lot of problems with that. You're being very very divisive. What about the uh, straight students who feel like all well, this is bunch of nonsense? What about the Christian students? There are a lot of there are a lot of students who who don't oh, don't like what's going on. At least if you're going to protect the gay students and have their own space, at least have a straight space for these, for the straight students. or else you're going to be very, very divisive and create a lot of trouble from that. Well yeah, you're creating this pop culture environment that almost be, makes kids feel
0: pressured to, to join this group so that way they can get that, that celebration. Um, is there any, is there a time that you can tell us about or experience that you would have where um, you, you know that Children were treated differently by teachers and staff because of their
2: political biases or their ideological uh, preferences. Most of the time, yes, there are there are teachers who can give leverage and more attention to liberally minded students and and uh, even the LGBT students. They are more represented. Represented. I mean, technically, with this clubs, even clubs that are not even. Will have anything to do with gay pride, even like a of mu- uh, music, just a music a music club that happens after school. Technically, the school rules don't apply after school if you're meeting for a club. So, well, the things they the things they do and they put out, uh, we're celebrating Pride Month and all, all of this and it, this is even from clubs that have nothing to do with gay pride. In fact, mm-hmm. one of the issues mm-hmm. that we had with the actual the high school they, they get yeah. at Charlotte High School is where my daughter had went
0: was um, the pride clubs would create these murals and different
2: displays, and then they would put them all the way around the halls. I've seen it in a teacher's classroom. I've seen it in my English teacher's classroom where they got an assignment of some little person draw a gay flag, and then it was hung up, hung up in the classroom. Well, that's something that we've been trying to focus on is
0: the subtle indoctrination that these people are kind of just pushing it in there so that way it it can spark that conversation to where they can now open the door to start putting out their Uh, issues so have you seen uh, throughout your time of say middle school and high school have you seen a substantial increase of children that identify as lgbtq plus two a? and a follow-up on that is do you think it's organic or do you think it's probably pop culture driven
2: it's it's most definitely pop culture driven because i mean this is a the over 10 window over time for about the recent decades i've been shifting that especially on these social issues you can make an art but you can make an argument on that it's it makes total sense and uh every and there most definitely is a, a rise in lgbt young people going oh uh, going about even the the facts and data backs that up they do data and support uh, support data on each generation and they Conclude how many, how much LGBT people are in each generation, and then you look at Gen Z, and then it's like sky, sky rocket high. Well, the numbers <laughs> don't really lie, but you know, this is to hear a first-person perspective from somebody that's actually watched uh, this. Yeah, first-person and first-person first perspective, you can definitely see that's most definitely true. That a lot, there's a lot of students who are, who are LGBT and uh, go into that. So I mean it would be fair to kinda of want a club or some sort of celebration
0: for other folks that don't want to go into that, but they still want to feel treated like they're kings and queens and, and you know stars in their own right. So right. as a conservative Christian student, um, do you feel that if you've had like a deep conflict, like a moral type issue, that if you went to one of these guidance counselors would you feel like the advice that they were going to be giving you would be aligning with your values? If they've had all these rainbow stickers and stuff all over their doors that pretty much say, "We're not on the same page."
2: We're definitely not on the same place. When I talk to a guidance counselor or an administration staff, most definitely not. But I've had multiple, multiple fights with them. All respe- all respectful fights. They see, they see where. I'm coming from, and they know not to mess with me most of the time. These administration staffs go up to every student and they, they can lie straight to their face about something that is not even true. and then they can just dimin- diminish everything that the student wants to do with it's supporting. if it's starting up a, a club for something or wanting to follow a report for bullying against against something, they just will lie straight to your face and say no, nope, you can't do that. And uh, that's where the conversation ends. That conversation doesn't end with me. I go off and fight and I know my rights and I know, know the law. And because that they know that and that they experience me fighting with them about that, most of the time, whenever I do something like where I'm at school or, or wear something conservative, do something with my Republican club, they don't, they don't bother to fight. I mean, they would fight if I was weak and just back down, but they see how strong I am so they don't fight against me.
0: Now, has there been any retribution as far as perhaps grading or something that you've noticed where perhaps you get a a lower grade because the teacher doesn't agree with you? Have you you
2: noticed things like that? You may get 5 to 10% off your grade if you write an essay about something that the teacher or the liberal culture doesn't agree with. So you have had an effect like that? Mm Yes.
0: Yeah, so that was, I went to college actually uh, very late in my, in my, my age. So I wasn't in my college, in my 30s. And I have conservative values. So there was an English teacher that I was writing an essay for, and I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it was one of those opportunities for me to express my views, so I did so. And the teacher absolutely hated it, gave me an F. I had to get in touch with the dean, who was able to upgrade it to like a B, which, which completely destroyed my 4.0 average, which was a, like a little like stab to me, like, I'll get you, you conservative jerk. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand how that goes. Um, so, since becoming a clear and successful leader throughout your high school uh, politics and ambitions, what have you taken from that? What kind of opportunities have arose from that? Well, I, I know that you are Uh, announcing that you are running for school board so um, tell us a little bit about that so how how did you get to you know jumping into creating the Republican Club, advancing as much as you have I mean you're speaking all over the place you're on podcasts all the time uh, you've got your website uh, it's leonardotrent.com that is right so uh, if if you're listening make sure please you go on over there there's a petition also uh, on that website to where you can grab that petition you can print it out it's real simple and easy and you can go ahead and sign it and mail it on in. He needs uh, a little over 1,500 signatures, so let's go ahead and get on that so we can get this young man on the school board. Uh, somebody with this type of energy, this type of ambition, and these types of morals, and with the youth, uh, knowing what it's like just coming out of middle and high school, that, that's that's more of a direct Knowledge than a lot of these geezers that are running for the school board uh, possess. So, this is definitely one of the gentlemen that we certainly want to see there. So,
2: please uh, tell, tell us a little bit about how, how you got here and, and what's to Yeah, so I got here. I, I was uh, in the middle of explaining in the beginning, but if continuing on, I did get, did post my opinions on social media and all the liberal band kids that I've mentioned didn't did like it they got mad at me and they even reported me to the dean's office and it's completely ridiculous and the deans they, they, what did they report you to the dean's office for because i said something bad about abortion Jeez. so how did the dean respond the dean uh respond not so not so well he violated my constitutional rights he uh, said he said don't say anything unless people ask you you and your that's not that's not the way to do it. I have a First Amendment right to say what I want on social media. Most definitely, it's not even during, on the school campus. You can't even make an argument And then he just took my First Amendment right, and then and then I kind of play along because I didn't know my constitutional rights at the time, and uh, I I got I got kind of frust uh, got kind of got frustrated, and then I joined the republican club in charlotte county and i started making some connections with the republican club in charlotte county and i started attending school board meetings speaking at school board meetings and well attending these clubs and from the from the help of the club i got to start my republican club in the high school and then uh, we're looking for lemon bay and in port charlotte to start clubs there also And in lee county we got gop chairman michael thompson down, down there helping us out with is next gen club he wants to, uh, us to help help out starting clubs right there and uh, it's the school board and i managed to run for school board and announced this campaign and so far the campaign is doing pretty well very good and um, you do have a fundraiser uh, that's available off of your
0: website yes uh, so if, if you want to donate i highly recommend it um and go ahead and get those donations for sure so
2: school board is is, is going to come what post graduation yeah, the main main campaigning season during summer '24 is uh, is post graduation. It's a matter getting ready to get set up. And what is your views, uh, your your
0: ultimate, ultimate vision for how the Charlotte County School Board should
2: progress as we go through these really wild and and insane times? My my views and my vision is to have a school board and a school administration that is accountable to the people and to accountable to these students to the taxpayers that one that gets gets the parents and their taxpayer citizens involved in the decision making process to make cha- uh, make change towards the school school board managing to cut the budget. I support cutting the budget and cutting your taxes for the oh, for the school district. We've had multiple increased spending after increased spending we have five hundred twelve million dollars total in the budget. And they say that, that this is gonna increase all the grades and the grades are all B, 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 B every year. It hasn't stagnated. We haven't been in an A graded district in 12 years. So, and I, I do appreciate the current superintendents' efforts to get career training opportunities in the schools. And currently we have students who are just graduating, have no vision for, for job opportunities or graduation. I know way too many students who are financially struggling right now post-graduation. And uh, I will also get rid of Neola from the schools. The so Neola who pushes for diversity, equity, inclusion programs, and gives mi- much uh, e- equity spaces to, LG- to LGBT and these li- liberal spaces. We have Le- Neola in the schools. We have got to disassociate ourselves from Neola, his consulting firm. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of those. in Sarasota was trying to. Sarasota is the one of those I- I- too. And and Sarah, yeah. it's right, scary
0: because down here in Charlotte, you know, whatever happens in Sarasota, there's a high risk of it starting to tumble down over here. And right. Sarasota is one of those very very rogue districts that pretty much do anything they can to supersede uh, you know anything that I the see. governor says. I uh, They had the mask mandates so that was out of this world. The governor said no, and they continued to do it. Uh, they, they
2: they were they were pretty. pretty no, well. maybe they're going to bring the mask mandate back. And you see all see all these COVID lockdowns coming back. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> but, you know why? Because an
0: election's coming and up, actually, so they're they going to justify tax. the manner Election Eurocron. Of course, that's it. You know, that's the election variant that's coming up, huh? I was just watching uh, yesterday, I think it was. I don't know if the uh, actual interview was done yesterday, but I was reading it on the Gateway Pundit yesterday, where uh, CNN, believe it or not, I don't know what's going on over there. Somebody's taking the juice. They confronted Dr. Fauci about a recent study that just came out that was peer-reviewed pretty extensively that... that pretty much says, masks of any kind, whether it's the surgical, the cloth, or the N95s, don't work. Mm-hmm. And Fauci's still trying to like backpedal around it and still justify it. All it is is you know, m- my pastor, uh, uh, Tom Radley from Foundation Church, he calls it the swastika. That's the modern-day swastika. It's, it's your way of complying and showing your compliance to the Fourth Reich that's currently trying yes. to take charge. So. <laughs> Well, good I'm glad, I'm glad that you're against all that So, so we don't have to worry about masks coming
2: in under the no, charlotte county no, schools no mask no, <laughs> no, no lockdown restrictions anymore in charlotte county schools no matter what good good so let's let's go
0: ahead and take a step further past school boards so you get in the school board and it's, or, it, politics is this is this your i think chosen path in life I and mean, you seem very adept at it and very capable and, and very I, I got my support behind you 100 percent. so school board and what's next there are we going to see uh,
2: a president trent <laughs> uh, i i kind of do i am very passionate about politics and especially during this time we do need we do need leaders and uh, there's lots of problems in this country this country is in, is more screwed than ever with uh, even, maybe even more screwed than the Civil War, in fact, maybe even more more screwed than that. We're on the verge of losing our country, and we need uh, new new leaders, especially from Gen Z or the as they call the Zoomers, to to take take charge and take power and lead the country to a right direction. So maybe I'm going to get into something after school board, state legislature, or Congress, but that's uh, long into the future. I do have a uh, I have a vision that we we need to take back this country. Well, absolutely, and, and, and people such as
0: yourself, I mean, I think the word bravery and heroes is tossed around uh, way too much, especially back in COVID days when we called heroes to nurses that were just dancing in an empty hospital hallway, but somebody like yourself, I mean, in this world where you face such adversity, if you, if you challenge the pride and gender, the woke culture, or the leftist narrative, it's an all-out assault, and I'm sure you've felt that through multiple social media attacks i'm sure you've received emails you probably have been called out numerous times you mentioned some of the adversities that you've had in the school so for you or anyone for that matter to be able to just stand up and say i'm done with this and i'm gonna hold true to my values i'm gonna hold true to what i believe in and it does take a lot and it, it's it's the spark that this fire is going to need for patriots to be able to start rising up is unfortunately we're in this wacky country where I think social media and just the dopamine generation has brought people to the point where they just don't want to be the first one to do anything. They don't want to be out there. They don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose friends on Facebook. They don't want to lose any of that stuff. They then they're willing to you know give up patriotism for that. So young leaders such as yourself, um, I, I got a chance uh, to. Learn about you through the Freedom Chronicles, which is uh, an incredible podcast. Uh, so, if anybody listening, uh, we'll put the link in the description for that. Definitely check them out. Uh, local heroes down here, in Charlotte County, really can really really do care about the issues. Uh, Ken Lovejoy and Mike and two great guys. I saw you on there for the first time, and I think that's how we connected as well. Was yeah, and you? I saw you for the first time when you went to the Freedom Chronicles, also. Yep, yep, excellent podcast. Definitely like that, guys. So now um what is um so what are your goals this year what, what can we do to help you accomplish um fundraising goals uh getting signatures well, what what kind of things can people in the community do that want to help you get to that level on the school board uh, to help continue to preserve our traditional values here in charlotte county what can we do what can everybody listening do what can what can we do to make to make it uh, easier for you
2: well for uh... From uh, the, all the uh, Charlotte County residents, you uh, you can start off um, by if you have any club. I know the Trump Club. I've introduced myself to the Charlotte County Trump Club, and uh, they're they're doing well to uh, support Dave Kalin for su- his supervisor of election uh, elections uh, elections run, and um, I can uh, I I think they support me for the school board run. They, uh, they like me a lot, so. And if you're a club like the trump club like please support me and hand out petitions let the word word out about this candidate of this young candidate who can change things in Charlotte county for the better reason the one who's been in the system and get get involved get involved in the fundraisers that I will be organizing donate to the campaign and let your voice out and support support the next generation for to change the uh, change the public school systems in we can. Now you have a lot. You have a lot of support amongst your peers. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of support amongst my peers. Um, in school, I have support amongst my peers. I've been going around school, handing out petitions and handing out my business cards to teachers and students. And the teachers are excited to see. Most of the teachers are Republican, actually. And uh, the teachers are excited to see me running running for the school board and then I tell the students and they think it's so cool. Everyone at school knows that I'm running for a school board. They've all heard of me they didn't meet me meet me at all. They have at least heard of me as this guy running for a school board. So, and they're all, I hand out my little business cards and I hand them out and they're like, oh, I'm voting for you, you're so cool. And then I wear my MAGA hat and then a lot of people think that's cool also and they vote for the school board. And so that that also they gotta slip you some extra A's too, right? Because you might be their boss
0: next year. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get the good grades, right there, guys. Run for school boy senior year. <laughs>
2: exactly. You got you gotta make a promise a uh, promise to these teachers. You gotta run for school board. So give me good grades, and uh, I'll keep your job. <laughs> <laughs> so, So. Uh, what would you say the general climate?
0: I know that while we look throughout the entire United States, things are pretty wacky, especially in some of the districts like in New Jersey, Massachusetts, and some California, and so on. What would you say some of the biggest uh, behind-the-scenes fears are uh, with this DEI that you were speaking of earlier, uh, with all the different DEI um, motives that, that they have in there? I know we had challenged one of the books it was a CRT book that my my daughter had had been issued, and that was removed out. So, what what would you say for Charlotte County residents is the the biggest point that they should be focusing on? Because I know a lot of this stuff is hidden behind the parents' eyes. It's not in the public area. It's a little bit more behind where parents don't see it through the drop-offs or whatnot. And they issue these books where a lot of the kids don't even tell the parents what these books are. So, would you say it's the literature? Is it the what What would you say the largest
2: problem with this DEI infiltration is in Charlotte sure, okay so the dei most much of it is influenced by the uh, you obviously see the gate oh uh, the gay stickers around and then you might under a mental health seminar and i think we're spending way too much on mental health it's w- way too much and it doesn't get much much done they might delve into the lgbt part of the men- the mental health schemes and they might go into the go into the uh, blm books and the in in the libraries and a lot of that has a lot of that has happened and they bring up the conversation a lot about the uh, gay and the lgbt beyond certain, uh, certain aspects of that well so if you're a parent and you got kids here
0: in charlotte county take heed to that it's there they keep pushing it and unless we start calling it out it's going to keep coming in well, Leonardo, I wanted to thank you for coming on with us um, again, everybody, that's going to be LeonardoTrent.com. Get those donations in, get those petitions signed so we can get them on the ballot for that school board coming up in, uh, right after graduation. Um, thank you again for joining us and, and seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being a young conservative hero who's standing up and horizon of this, this shame campaign has got a lot of people terrified, you know. We know that Florida Straits organization, we get emails all the time saying, we love what you're doing. We love what you're trying to go for. But we can't come out and talk because we'll get fired, we'll lose our jobs, oh, and uh, yeah, I've got folks that join, and it's like, hey, would you like to come out and talk with us? Nah, I can't put my face out there because the all-out
2: assault is just absolutely. Oh, yeah. Even handing out a simple petition to change a graduation venue, like I did last year for senior graduation, and just handing out petitions, and I thought the teachers, they all support it, but they can't sign it because the administrators say that if you get too political and or sign a petition, then you will, you might lose your job. That may, may threaten that. And, and that's obviously a first amendment violation. Much of these administ- administrators are violating the teacher's first amendment rights. It's so sad. This is the type of stuff with which the school district would lose all government money from. Like all these administrators need, some of them need to be fired. But much of them have gone way too far. Yeah, well, we, we were talking about, uh... When we, when we met at the school, board,
0: about a little bit about Kara Reynolds and she seems like she kind of came in sort of a candidate, like representing a representing a good stance. And then once she's actually in there, she seems
2: to be taking quite the uh, progressive oh, yeah. stance yeah. in that as well. Well, you know, Wendy, she's even, she's even more far left than Kara, Kara Reynolds. Yeah, I've read on some of that. I've read on some of that. So you
0: mentioned a, a graduation petition, so for, for people that don't know that story, why don't you tell us a little bit about
2: that and why why it was such a such a problem? <laughs> so last last year senior graduation, they had a so due to the hurricane we were had the, the hurricane usually the senior graduation happened at the Harbor Event Sport uh, Sports Center down in, uh, in Port Charlotte and got wiped out from the hurricane, and they said it had been con. They, actually, no. They said the event center, the the civic center, had been condemned. The civic center would have been a fine replacement for the graduation graduation venue. And the school district claimed it was condemned for hurricane damage, even though you called them saying, "No, no, we're not condemned. You can have the graduation venue right here." So they had it at the event center, which was way o- over capacity, and. It, there was um, some problems with the the uh, fire department said that it had capacity problems and you can't fit anybody in there. They had to split up two rooms, where you have to you can see it in person, and then one where you have to you can watch a virtual graduation, which like, nobody want, wants. Nobody that. nobody yeah. wants that. So I uh, so I got a petition to move it to either the civic center or the football field, which are in which you could raise a ticket limit up to nine. Over at the event center, it was at four. And we got 3,000 signatures for that. We got so much so much support and much a lot of attention came from that. And I showed it to the principal, uh, back then it was Kathy Corsoletti. Got no, no response for that, except for she said, she's still gonna have it at the event center because the event center is more bougie than the football field even though it's way over capacity. And then there was also this back and forth between school district and the principal's thing before the principal said, oh no, it's the school uh, district's responsibility to do this. And the school district says, it's the principal's responsibility to do this. And they ping pong back and forth. And that's what they did with a lot of issues why would somebody be afraid to put their name on a petition for something like that that
0: just seems like a logical alternative i mean if the majority doesn't like it then go like, with well, majority. It's not, it's
2: not even divisive i've even got raging liberals that hate me to sign the but, petition well, I, I, I can't see even how that would be divisive the only thing that divides is your opinion from
0: the person that obviously was pretty uh stuck on that venue that they
2: nobody won. nobody wanted the graduation at the event center except for kathy Corsaletti and school board members yeah, if, and outside in florida that time of year is perfect it's perfect the perfect place to do it right
0: yeah. well again leo thank you for joining us uh, thank you for standing up for conservative values is there anything else that you wanted to get your message out or anything else you wanted to talk
2: about so uh, go uh, go check out my website leonardtrent.com read up on the issues that i stand uh, i stand for and Consider signing the petition and donating to me in the campaign, and consider voting for me on August 20th, 2024.
0: I would like to have your support.
2: There it is. Trek 2024. All right, thank you for tuning
0: in. Well, there you heard it from the horse's mouth, ladies and gentlemen. It is happening in the school systems. We are in the reddest district in a red state, and it's happening right here. Teachers are harassing children if they don't tow the woke narrative line kids grades are suffering not only are they being chastised from the administration but also by the peers and there's no one there to back him up and that's why it's important for this show and shows like it and people that are out there speaking against this ridiculous Ku klux alphabet clan indoctrination campaign biological ladies and gentlemen if you enjoy our content Please like and subscribe. It really does help us get the word out and expand our reach. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by Florida Straits, Florida's only nonprofit straight pride organization dedicated to celebrating and promoting traditional values, not only in our communities, but most importantly, in our schools. Now, you can support Florida Straits by going directly to their website, www.floridastraits.com and just making a small donation every little bit helps look lawyers are expensive these billboards that they run they're expensive providing merchandise and materials to the schools and communities so that way everyone can have straight pride merchandise to go along the rainbow coalition it's expensive so please head on over there if you're a floridian and if you're proud of being straight and you're sick of seeing this one-sided agenda being shoved down your throat everywhere, then you already are a Florida straight. So head over to floridastraits.com, sign up, make a small donation. They got a shop too. So you can pick up some merchandise and all proceeds go directly to Florida Straits. They make all of their products in-house. So there is no third-party middleman that's getting a cut. And they don't take administration fees at all. So 100% of your donations go towards the cost. And best of all, it's all tax deductible. Well, if you would like to support this podcast directly, we are now on Patreon, and you can sign up there for exclusive content. And to make it easy for you, we even put the link right down in the description. You'll also have a couple of other links to Leonardo Trent's website, and also Florida Straits as well for your convenience. But if you want a really sweet way to support our podcast, you might have seen these red caps sitting on the desk. This is Make Honey Great Again i put a picture up on the screen for you to see it there. It is actually not only an amazing product, but it is in a Donald Trump bottle. So you could um, say this is a very sensible gift for any of your conservative friends. Uh, fantastic product made right here in the United States in South Carolina, made with 100% wildflower and made 100% by hand by local community members. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Todd Gearhart who explained to me a little bit of process and how making this company is not only putting an excellent product out there, it's also helping save the bees. And it's also helping employ a ton of community members with local jobs. Uh, great product. What I like the best about it, too, is if you look at it, you can see that there's different colors in the two different bottles, which kind of shows the seasonal variation. So if you want a fantastic product, head on over to MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Use promo code straight so you can help support this podcast and pick some up for the holidays with gift seasons coming on up or just pick four different bottles up throughout the year, through the seasons so that way you've got an excellent wild honey variety on your nice shelf y'all we'd like to thank you very much for joining us again for another episode of straight talk
2: we will see you next time